it's the richest football league in the world. But tonight, we shine the spotlight on one of its ethically poorest men. Paul Seamus O'Shaughnessy Doyle, born Paul John Smith, is currently facing inquiry by the FA into alleged match fixing, and has even spent time in prison. I'm innocent, I tell you. It's just another Irishman wrongly imprisoned by the British crowd. Just get, get Jerry Adams on the phone, he needs to pay my bail. We look at some of the men with the highest of titles, engaging in some of the lowest of deeds. Well, that seems obviously steep for the manufacturing of club merchandise to me. What sort of sweatshop organisation are you running over there? We look at the lies, the greed, the backhanders, the crooked agents. Nah, you listen to me. I've got a perfect couple of African youth players for you. Their age, you just tell Uncle Teddy what age you want them to be, and I'll get the parents to write them on the birth certificate. For the umpteenth time in broadcasting history, the media has gone undercover inside the Premiership to expose a depth of corruption and a web of lies spun far inside the nation's favourite sport. This man's fictional name is Ian Quarry. He's going undercover. His mission? To befriend Paul Doyle, earn his trust, and then uncover the truth regarding his alleged match-fixing in professional football games. I'm quite nervous about the task at hand. I know I've got an important role in these investigations where I need to befriend someone who, by all accounts, is a scumbag, and then get him to admit all of his shady activities in which he has never been caught. I hope I'm up to it. It's 11am on a Monday morning. Ian walks into a local Weatherspoons, where Paul is known to spend most of his days. A man approaches the Burnley manager, who sat at the bar, already several pints deep. Uh, is anyone sitting here? No, no, no one at all, just my old friend, Mr Timothy Taylor. Let me just move him up for you. Hey, aren't you Paul Doyle, the world-famous manager of Burnley FC? Oh, now you've just earned yourself a drink, my friend. Barmaid, barmaid. Yeah, can I get one half shot of vodka and uh, how much is cordial? 20p? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One half shot of vodka and blackcurrant, please, for my new mate over here. Paul has his guard up, and it takes several minutes and a round of apple sours for a man on the inside to earn his trust. Oh, listen. <coughs> Barmate, you need to hear something. This man here, Liam. Ian. Ian! He's my best friend. He's the person that I hold closest in the world. I would trust him with any information. I love him like a brother. Ian, would you be my best man at my next wedding? Oh, are you engaged, Paul? Well, I'm married, actually. Well, at the moment, anyway. It takes all the 40 minutes before Paul starts letting secrets slip to Ian. <laughs> yeah, all, all of those leg breaks is all in good fun, mate. It turned out well for me in the end as well, what with Bobby Mack in a wheelchair. I nicked his disability pass. Used it for parking when I took the kids to Alton Towers last weekend. I was going to use it to jump the queues, but it had his photo on it. So instead I got one of my kids to pretend they had multiple sclerosis. And yeah, 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 I might have, let's say, influenced a couple of results this season. I did have some previous experience back in Belarus. Not that it could be traced back to me, old son. Well, I stick all of it on <laughs> Sean Dyche. <laughs> I think I've upped my game in the Premier League this year, though. No one's got a clue! I've got away with it! 
we'll hear more extraordinary revelations from our undercover investigator later on in the show. In order to get to know the real Paul Doyle, we wanted to speak to the people closest to him, those that know him best. We sat down with a former footballer and one of Paul's closest friends. He asked to have, have his identity protected for fear of what Paul Doyle might do to him if he knew he was speaking out against the Burnley manager. Well, I never trusted the man to tell you the truth. I always thought there was some dodgy dealings going on behind the scenes. It wasn't a nice to be a part of. And did you see any of these firsthand? I know Paul was, you know, he was very secretive about what he got up to. You know, I, I never got involved with any of that stuff. I considered myself a good person. Conducted myself very well, I think. So you never saw any evidence of match fixing? Uh, look, there was there was a couple of times Paul asked, asked me to go with him to the youth matches, you know, ones and nine games, that sort of thing. He, he told me that in the club it was for scouting, but when we got there, he started trying to fix the matches. I'm not sure why there was, you know, there wasn't even anyone betting on the games. I think I think for Paul it was it was definitely a power thing. Oh really? How did he try and fix the matches? Did he pay officials? Officials, managers, parents, you know, he even tried convincing some of the kids to throw the matches. He said he'd, he'd stop Father Christmas coming to the house if, if they didn't do as he said. And was there anyone else involved with this with him? Mm, you know, um, come to think about it, every time he went there, John Adamson was knocking about all, so, you know, he actually seemed quite close to some of the kids. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he had something to do with it as well. And did you ever see Paul Doyle get angry or aggressive? with people while he was trying to do this? Hell yeah, you know, I've, I've seen him lose his temper, get violent a couple of times, even, you know, seeing him snap in front of children. I said to him, ah, poorly, you know, it, it's not on. You might have issues with the parents, but not in front of the children. I mean, for me, the children are our future. Thank you very much for your time. No worries, it feels good to finally get it all off my chest, you know. I'm a good person, me. That's 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 why I did a sparring a goal, you know, to to try and help people. We're gonna have to edit out that last bit to protect your identity. No, 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 no! Don't, don't, don't edit it out. Because I need to plug a sparring a goal because you know, fast Eddie's on the case, you know. Let's go back to hearing some of the incriminating recordings our undercover investigator managed to get. Incredibly. He managed to get Doyle talking just within hours of meeting him. At 1pm, having been with Doyle for only two hours, Paul suggested that the two gentlemen go somewhere for lunch. Come on email mate, I know this cracking little place set a couple of streets back from the centre. It's not a chain, it's a little independent business. Come on, you'll love it. Paul then proceeded to take our man to the inside of a strip club. Do you come here often Paul? No, 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 no. I've just had it recommended to me uh, by a friend. I think David Davidson DJs here on Tuesday nights. Hi Paul, darling. Is everything okay with you? I didn't see you yesterday. Oh, hi Rochelle. Yeah, yeah, I had some stupid charity thing for the club. Paul then delved at length into his belief that human beings originate from outer space and had been put on Earth to entertain their alien creators with football. He also stated that he had an idea for a feature-length film about his life, for himself being portrayed by the actor Denzel Washington. Paul now seemed fully relaxed around our undercover investigator, and it was time for him to turn the handle on Doyle. Oh, I didn't know that uh, Debbie Diabetes had started working here. Remind me to say hi to him before we leave. Paul, there's uh, something I've been meaning to ask you. 
Listen, I'm sorry, Ian, but I have to tell you what I told Jordan Pickford. There's no touching of the girls in here. No, it's not that. I just wanted to know about all those rumours of corruption in the Belarusian League. Are they true? Look, what you've got to realise is it's a different beast over there in the far west. Right throughout the Belarusian game. Everyone over there's at it. Probably. So did you and John participate when you were managing? Look, look, John and I were just pawns, really. You know, except it was us who were pulling the strings and taking the money. We're more like the knights. I'd say scrap that. We're more like the king and queen. Well, John was more like the court jester, actually. Do they have them in chess? Let, well, let's just say I was the king of diamonds and he was the jack of clubs. You've got to be a bit more careful what you do over here. Watch what you say to people. You know, loose lips, sink boats. Oh, really? Listen, that old Sam Allardyce thing is a perfect example. That man, so fucking stupid. Not only did he get caught by some undercover camera stick, which you've got to be a complete moron to fall for, but he also said you couldn't pay a player, a manager or a CEO. Well, you don't need to. you just got to pay the referee. A referee? But who would be so immoral and shameless to do that? <laughs> have you never met Matt Chuffix? Oh, I'll have to introduce you. He's a good laugh on a night out. Yeah, I'd be interested to uh, meet him. So he gave Matt Chuffix a kickback for his role in the cup final. Whoa, 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 Ian. Kickback's such an ugly term. I bribed him. Is everything all right, Ian? Uh, you're playing around with your chest a bit there. Sorry, it's a bit warm in here and loud. I couldn't quite hear that. Do you think you could say it again loudly into my chest? <coughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Not anything for you, mate. Uh, I bribed Matt Chuffix to let Burnley win the Carabao Cup final. And it was the best decision I ever made. It's never going to come back and haunt me. We had heard enough. A damning confession by Mr Doyle himself that he was involved in fixing the League Cup final against Manchester City by paying off highly regarded FA referee match official Matthew Chuffix. We caught up with the inquiry following the culmination of his week-long befriending and undercover investigation of Paul Doyle. Here's what they had to say. Sometimes I question the morality of this undertaking. And at other times, I felt very, very sick, as Doyle enjoyed a morning pint or five. Although I think I got off quite lightly, to be honest. I thought this investigation was going to take months, but we got all we needed in a couple of weeks. My investigation certainly led me to some strange places. I accompanied Doyle to some of his regular haunts. The pub, Gareth Southgate's house where Doyle posted threatening letters, Alton Towers, Mozambique, 14 strip clubs, Boozy Students' Night called Pop Tarts in Sheffield, Belarus, and the pub. But mainly the pub. Once we put the feelers out there, the list of people who wanted to come forward and speak out against Mr. Doll was endless. Another former player, now a presenter, who has interviewed Mr. Doll countless times, wanted his ridiculous voice to be heard. Once again, we've kept his identity a secret to protect him and his family. What is it that made you decide to break your silence over Paul Doyle? I just think it's all wrong, really wrong what he's got away with. You're a seasoned veteran of the game, although obviously we want to protect your identity. Have you ever seen anything as underhand, as devious as this before? Well, actually, I have as a matter of effect. Oh yes? When Bobby Ravage tapped number one spot on the football phone-in show, I've been driving. I was well and truly wrong that day. Okay, well let's try and stick to the matter at hand. You know he dyes his hair, that limelight-stealing Welsh pounce. And then he has the audacity to correct my pronunciation. It's not my fault I say Wong Wong. Have you got anything else you would like to say regarding Paul Doyle? Well, 
just that I think he's a complete disgrace to the game. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and speak with us today. That, that's quite alright. I had to set the record straight. It's terrible the example Paul Doyle is setting the younger generation. You know, I've got my two boys to think about. Daddy, are you almost done? Brody, I told you to wait in the car. But Daddy, you said you would take us for McDonald's. Bertie takes us for KFC and Pizza Hut every time we stay with him and Mummy. I'm coming now. Let's hear some more from the inquiry. Who managed to get even more incriminating recordings in his two weeks with Paul Doyle? One particular incident of note was our so-called fishing trip. Ian, I tell you, what's nothing like a pint of wine on the open sea? Oh, you want a swig? Uh, no thanks. It's half seven in the morning. So why are we in the middle of the North Sea? When you said you liked fishing, I thought you meant by a river or lake. Why have you brought lots of files marked Do Not Destroy and Industrial Shredder and several hard drives? Ian, these aren't hard drives. They're sonar fish pingers. John Adamson lent me them. We put them in the sea and they send out a sonar ping to all the fish in the local area which are attracted to the noise and then we catch them in a big f**k off net. Really? Well whatever, just help me dump these hard drives. I mean, oh, sorry, I mean sonar fish pingers in the sea. Come on! On another occasion, I accompanied Doyle to the Southwest Cornwall Heritage Line which I understand was the only railway line, heritage or main line in the UK Doyle wasn't banned from. It wasn't for long. Mr. Doyle, please, you're making a scene. We've heard just about enough of your theories about the real causes of the 1990s Yugoslav wars. And don't you think you've had enough booze? Enough booze? That's never happened to me, you lightweight. At least keep your voice down. You're disturbing the other passengers. What other passengers? What are you on about? The Southwest Cornwall Under 7s football team and the Southwest Cornwall World War II Veterans Anxiety and PTSD Support Group. What, oh, this bunch of lightweights? Hey, kid, old man, you want, you want a shot? Oh, are you that Burnley manager? Yes, I am. You want an autograph? Um, no thanks. Are you the one who cheats football matches? Oh, the lamestream media got to you as well, did they? You, how about you, old man? You want, you want my autograph? Uh, no thanks. So, just how did you fix the matches in the Belarusian Premier League? Oh fine, you got me, you got me. Oh, yeah, kitty, just give, give me that crayon and I'll just uh, sketch you a little diagram. Mr Doyle proceeded to draw an intricate web of his illegitimate dealings in the Belarusian Premier League, which I have submitted to the inquiry panel as part of our investigation. Shortly afterwards, following the third round of Ring of Fire between Doyle and a six-year-old, and a 76-year-old, Doyle loudly declared himself the winner. He then proceeded to projectile vomit all over the carriage. Suffice to say, Paul Doyle is now banned from the Southwest Cornwall Heritage Line. We needed to get closer to the match fixing that had taken place, and so we wanted to make contact with someone who had been inside the club while Paul had been the manager there. We were able to get in touch with a former Burnley FC employee. Cuthbert Alan Bealzebub was the beloved Burnley mascot Bertie B for several years, before his time was cut short earlier this season. He alleges it was because he was on the verge of uncovering an exotic animal breeding ring within the club. Officials told us it was because he was addicted to oven cleaner and crystal meth. We decided to interview him anyway and hear what he had to say. Unlike our other interviewees, who we'd met in high-end hotels, Mr B arranged to meet us at Crackden in a rough part of Burnley. There he met us along with several women, who we believe he may have been the pimp for. 
Could you start us off by telling us of any match fixing that you saw take place during your time at the club? They had hippos in the recovery pool. Can you stay on the topic of the allegations? What about the chairman? Was he involved? He's an ivory dealer, you say? Ivory, from Woolly Mammoth's Tusks, Mr. B. I'm not sure that you're fit to conduct this interview. It was at this point that we suggested Mr. B take a break and go get some fresh air and clear his head. He disappeared for quite a while. When he returned, he was noticeably on edge and kept touching his face. There was an empty carton of oven prime stuffed into his back pocket. Look, we'd just like to establish whether you saw anything illegal taking place at the club while you were there. It's interesting you say that, the week prior to the Carabao Cup final, Paul Doyle, Teddy Burns and Matt Chuffix all had a long meeting in the club bar. Well, thank you for your time, Mr B. That's probably all we need. It was at this point that Mr B asked our team to go and buy some Mr Muscle for him, which he was planning on injecting between his toes. They refused on moral grounds and because the shot was very far away, so instead they gave him some antifreeze our cameraman keeps in his car. We approached Mr Doyle with our findings, but he declined to be interviewed stating that anything he had said had been simply pub gossip and banter. He also asked if Ian Quarry was going to Jimmy's barbecue next weekend. Mr Chuffix provided a statement saying that he had received payments off Mr Doyle and Teddy Burns for a greenhouse he built for them last summer. He also said that any incorrect refereeing decisions he had made were due to a large amount of stress caused by the death of his pet goldfish earlier this year. We passed on our findings to the police. Mr Doyle was subsequently arrested following his team's loss against West Ham in infamous fashion and he will now face an FA inquiry later this month. Wait, what? They beat West Ham? That's more unbelievable than any of the rubbish we've spouted on this show. Cut to the adverts. This summer, get ready for a behind-the-scenes look at one of football's favourite families. Daddy, I-, I want to score a hat-trick. Not until you've washed behind your ears. We get exclusive access to Ian Wrong and his footballing family, as we follow the ups. Well done, Sam. You've successfully tied your shoelaces. The downs. What's the oldest thing about being married to Ian? Well, it certainly ain't his temple, cock. And all the in-betweens. Daddy, will you play FIFA with us? Okay, but they must have given us the one player rating. What have they given Ravage? Oh, f*** off, his heading ability is bobbins. Everything seemed perfect until tragedy struck. Well, it was only a f***ing tragedy, wasn't it? It was f***ing some skanky met when he was trying to get his spin-off radio show off the ground. Right and wrong. We've got two daddies now. One who bought Mammy a brand new car, and one who lives in a car. Now, son, I don't live in my car. I'm temporarily lodging in it since the white and one gets going, which is only a matter of time, I see. Daddy, why is there a size 42 pair of knickers and a 102 triple D bra in the glove box? That's the last time I let you sit in the front. Find out how they live life the wrong way. We're just an ordinary family, really. Daddy, Mummy is having sex with a bee. Starting this summer, the wrong ones. Hi everyone, it's Tommy Thompson here, and in a strange turn of events, 
I won't be bringing you all of the action from the pitch today, but rather from the courtroom. As for some reason, unbeknownst to me, David Davison and I will be bringing you live coverage from the FA inquiry into the alleged match fixing by Burnley manager Paul Doyle. I'm just grateful for the work. Fruity's not been kind this month, no, Dave. Certainly not. Uh, nor the lottery tickets or the scratch cards or the Russian roulette games with those Vietnamese gangsters. Wow. <laughs> and you're already taking on that second job as a call centre worker. Things really are hard up in the Davidson car hold. I, I'll literally do anything for money these days. I'll clean your gutters, time out your drive, kill someone. Ahead of the inquiry, we wanted to get a feel as to how the fans are feeling about this whole debacle. We thought, who better to ask than Chief Admiral, CEO, Supreme Ruler and Ultimate Overlord of the Burnley Supporters Club, Keith Heppelthwaite. How are you doing, Keith? That's Chief Admiral, CEO, Supreme Ruler, Ultimate Overlord and Fury of the Burnley Supporters Club, Thomas. Apologies, Keith. Now, what is the mood among the fans regarding what is taking place today? Are they still backing the manager? Oh, they buggery. Let me tell you something, that Paul Doyle is a disgrace to Burnley FC. I've been following this club now in 80 years, man and tiny bouncing baby boy, and it never in all my life have been so ashamed that I'm right now. Match fixing. Ma- the, the man ought to be hung outside the ground for the whole world to see. Disgusting. Some strong words there, Keith, but with the club in such a mess, both financially and at a backroom level, who do you have to step in and take his place? Can you really see any of the top managers being attracted to Burnley to take the job? Whoa, we don't need to attract anyone, David. We've got the perfect man right in front of our very eyes. Who's that, Keith? Mr. Jonathan Adamson, a true gentleman of the game. That's who we need to save our club. Keith, are you aware that there are also accusations surrounding Mr. Adamson's involvement in the alleged match-fixing? God's wallet. He is a stand-up bloke. Butter would not melt in that man's mouth, and I wouldn't trust him to babysit my Veronica any day of week. Oh, thanks, Keith. Good to see that the fans are backing the manager ahead of this inquiry. We're going to go to the inquiry now, which is just about to begin. Paul Doyle is the first person to be questioned by the panel. Let's see if he refutes some of those incredible revelations that we heard during the undercover panorama investigation. All rise for the president of the FA, Mr. Jeff Blabber. Settle down. Mr Doyle, would you like to make your opening statements, please? Yeah, yeah, my opening statement is how long is this going to be? I've got a Belgian beer tasting blocked off for this afternoon. I fancy getting absolutely wrecked. That's noted, Mr Doyle. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Well, I did request to be tried in an Irish court, so I do feel that this is a bit of a discrimination of a racial nature. Mr Doyle, this is not an official courtroom. This is an inquiry. Oh, wait, Ian's here. He's supposed to be meeting me later on for a cheeky pint or two. An inquiry, Paul. We're here to review your many offences you've committed while being a football manager. I think you mean alleged offences there, Mr Blabber. I think with the evidence we've seen, we'll leave out alleged for now, huh? Well, alright, but if it's not a court, can I take my oath on a copy of The Cat in the Hat by Dr Zeus? He was wrongly accused of being a troublemaker as well. You don't need to swear on anything, Mr Doyle. Now, would you care to make your opening statement that doesn't involve alcohol? I just want to say that I went through hell and back in that prison cell. I don't know how you could treat another person like the way I was treated. Locked away like a dog. No rights. You ought to be ashamed of yourselves, all of you. I had no choice but to go on a hunger strike. 
like my brave and noble ancestors did. Mr. Doyle, you were in police custody for a grand total of five hours, and I have in good authority that you attempted to pay a police officer to smuggle in a tube of Pringles up his rectum. It was hell! Mr. Doyle, if, if that would be all, I'd like to begin questioning you, if that's okay. Uh, actually, could I, I'd like to adjourn. Well, I just need a bit of time to talk to my lawyer about getting this fable correct. Honestly, he's added so many bits in, I keep on forgetting parts. I think the stuff to do with feeding ducks as a cleaner who hates me, I, just, I can't keep it straight. Or maybe he's cut that out, I, I, I don't know. Sorry, did I say fable? I meant alibi. I'm just a bit nervous. <laughs> Guilty conscience, eh? Yes, yeah. No, I mean, no, no. Sorry, I, just, I, I misspoke. Could, could I just get a, a, another pint? I just need to settle my nerves. Mr. Adamson, would you please give Mr. Doyle a sip of your beer so we can continue? <laughs> I've said sip, not down. Uh, anyway, let me put it to you straight, Mr. Doyle. Did you fix football matches in the Belarusian Premier League? Uh, I pledged the fifth. Excuse me? I said I pledged the Fifth Amendment, you idiot. I know my rights. I don't have to tell you anything. Mr. Doyle, may I please remind you that the Fifth Amendment relates to the United States of America's legal system and therefore does not apply here in the UK. Well, I think that you might want to check your old GCSE history book, Jeff, because the last time I checked, the United States was part of the United Kingdom. Those fuckers have got to answer to the Queen of fucking England. God bless her. Now, I'm not answering any more questions until John Hampton nicks down to the offie and gets us a tinny or two. Whilst Paul calms his nerves, let's go and speak with some of the low-life journalists outside the inquiry. I think we can speak with Rebecca Crooks from The Views of the World. Oh, not Crooks. Anyone but Crooks. Why? What's wrong with Crooks, David? Her newspaper is the one who followed me around in my car slash home for days on end. They wrote all that negative stuff about me when I had to keep going into hospital. Well, we shall be joined by your sparring partner now. Rebecca, are you there? Hello there. And as I recall, David, you were only going into hospital to steal blood from anemic patients and siphon petrol from ambulances. My private life should be kept private. Thank you very much. Now, we know that a large amount of the Panorama expose that aired is being used as evidence against Mr Doyle today. But apparently, Rebecca, you're also submitting some reporting in his favour. Yes, that's right. We have some evidence to submit to the panel, which we think is going to turn this whole incident on its head. See, all people accuse us red tops of is reporting silly tittle-tattle, who's sleeping with who stories. But we actually uncover some real news corruption a lot of the time. Oh really? And how did you acquire such information? Why, via our covert telecommunications system. So you hacked Paul Doyle's phone then? <laughs> well, it doesn't sound good when you put it like that. Just Paul Doyle's? Well, that, and people directly involved with him. You know, his wife, kids, neighbours, barber, bin man. So this is why people can't stand so-called news operations like yours. Okay, thanks, Rebecca. Now let's get back to the inquiry where I believe that Jeff Blabber is bringing witnesses against Paul Doyle. Sir, could you please state your name for the record? Thank you. Now, we wanted to ask you about what you might have witnessed while she was the Burnley mascot. Did you ever hear Paul talk about fixing the game against Manchester City? Objection? Relevance? 
I never sold him anything. I was just the middleman for a few under the table dealings. In any case, he should be in rehab right now. Look at him. Mr. Doyle, for the second time, this, this is not a court. Oh, it's a kangaroo court is what it is. Mr. Beelzebub, please continue. Oh, come off it. He's clearly high, Your Honour. I've never heard so much rubbish in all my life. There's only one person here who got access to that much cocaine. I can't, Bertie, I can't believe you're landing me in it like this. After I saved your life when you tried autoerotic asphyxiation dressed as Gunnosaurus. Uh, order, order. Mr. Beelzebub is not the one on trial here, Mr. Doyle. Now, I will call our next witness, Deborah Flora Penelope Antoinette Dabitis. Ms. Debitus, thank you for your time. Now, I believe you were present at an after-party that occurred after the Burnley win against Manchester City. And people were here, people that were at this party were, were referee Matthew Chuffix, uh, Edward Fastitious Kennedy, James Asparger and, and one Edward Burns. Uh, can you confirm or deny this? Yeah, that's right. So can you please describe what you witnessed that evening, Ms. Debitus? You don't want to know the things I've seen. I've been around the blocks. But some of this shit this lot were getting me to do, absolutely disgusting. I swear two of them were twins or something as well. Kept on calling each other top geezers. No, 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 Miss, Miss Diabetes, I just mean regarding the match fixing. Uh, oh, I see. Well, one of the two identical twins, who I think was the referee, wants me to pretend to be a video assistant referee and say he made a dirty mistake before he overruled me, as he puts it. I call it good old-fashioned age. Yes, yes, we don't need to hear the specific details, Mr. Debitus. He then said he wanted to fix me up like he helped fix the match earlier in the day. He kept throwing money around that he said he got from bonuses for each penalty awarded and gold is allowed. I thought I'd struck gold with these morons, but it's all in this foreign currency. No idea how much it was worth. Sorry, gonna just interrupt everything for a minute. Uh, Debbie Love, you picked Veronica up later. No, I'm sorry, Keithy Poo, I'm working tonight. It's a big job as well at the Chairman's Mansion, one of their Premier League owners parties. Oh, Debs, oh, my darling, they, they overwork you. They really, really do. It, it'll be worth it in the end, sweetheart. You'll be able to get a Sierra Turbo after this. Can we get back to it, Miss Debitus? We only have a few more questions for you. No, I'm sorry, I don't have any more time today. I'll see you a week on Thursday, Mr. Blabber. Right, right, OK, that's enough. Stunning scenes from the inquiry room there. It's really turning out to be an enlightening afternoon, isn't it, David? For some it is, definitely, TT. Not for me, though. I've been tipping Doyle going down since the beginning, and I've got a lot riding on the result today. Really, Dave? Well, you know me, Tom, I've got bills to pay and an MOT next month. I stumped my box on Mocker and Paul going down. Well, I'm sure you've backed the right horse this time, David, for once. Now, we've got Teddy Burns with us here, who has somehow managed to escape having to go in front of the FA. Teddy... How do you think Paul is doing? All right, Prezzers. Well, I think it's clear for everyone to hear that Paul is an innocent man. As long as he sticks to the plan, it'll be golden. The plan? What do you mean, Teddy? Well, you know, it is. I've worked with a lot of managers in my time, and generally, they're terrible under pressure. Paul needs to keep his cool, and he'll be fine. So, Teddy, what do you say about all of the evidence that has mounted against Paul in the last few weeks? In this inquiry, we've already heard so much damning testimony... He's surely going to go down. Now you listen to me. A lot of this stuff is purely hearsay. You can't convict anyone on that. Paul loves a joke or two. He's not got the wherewithal to commit the acts he's been accused of. And I think that Jeff Blabber can see that he's just bunging it on. Hmm. 
I'm not too sure about that, Teddy. Me neither. And you can try with all this hearsay defence all you want. What is Paul going to do when someone can bring the big guns? Is that a threat? Just you wait until I'm on the stand. I've got the missile to sink your battleship. Right. I need to make a call. What's your address, Dave? Oh, it's uh, the 24-hour car park near Charterwalk Shopping Centre. Right, thanks. See you, Prezzers. Thanks, Teddy. We'll see if your man gets off. And I think you might be up next, Double D. Knock him dead. Thanks, TT. Paul Doyle is going down. See you later, Dave. And back to the inquiry. Sir, could you please state your name for the record? David, Davian, Daffid, Davies, Davidson. Thank you for taking the time to come here and speak to us today, Mr. Davidson. No problem, but for people like me where sleeping in your car is a lifestyle choice, the parking charges here are pretty pricey. You think you could reimburse me? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm afraid not. Now, let's cut to the chase. Uh, did Paul Doyle fix matches in the Belarusian League and, and elsewhere? Yes, I can say that Paul has fixed matches in his entire managerial career. He got a taste for it in the Belarusian League and has been practising it ever since. He's also bribed referees in the past for favourable results and even poisoned opponents. And my bombshell comment is that I've got the chats for WhatsApp groups to prove it. Is that so? Yes, myself, Paul Doyle, Fabrice Moamba and Mario Balotelli are in a WhatsApp group together. To be honest, the only thing we have in common is we're all trying to extort Stuart Pearce out of the profits from his MOT scandals running up in Rochdale. None of us really get along. Mario shares his thoughts on the Renaissance, Fabrice sends the odd nude, and Doyle has spoken at length about his match fixing in Belarus. Boom. Bombshell. And, uh, and, and what exactly do you contribute to the group yourself, Mr Davidson? Well, I generally try and sell some of the surplus petrol that I seem to find myself with. Would this have anything to do with the severe shortage of petrol in the London Ambulance Service? Pledge of the fifth. Right. Well, we don't have time for any of this nonsense, and we'll certainly have to have a closer look at those messages. Now, what can you say of Paul Doyle's character? Well, let me firstly say that Paul Doyle is a scoundrel. He's arrogant, conniving, manipulative, aggressive. Basically, he's a twat. I'm one of Paul Doyle's many enemies. Uh, I think about number 367, actually. There's a list he keeps somewhere. Following Doyle's career-ending tackle on me, doctors say my life expectancy has dropped by about 15 years. What sort of quality of life do I have now? I sleep in the car for fuck's sake. It's not a lifestyle choice, let's be honest. Okay, thanks Mr Davidson. Now, now if we could just have a look at those WhatsApp messages. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, can I just request a short recess, uh, my honour? Mr Doyle, please refrain from interrupting while the inquiry is in progress. Oh, just chill out, Barbara. I, j I just need a quick word with David Davidson outside, just away from all of the uh, cameras. This is highly irregular, Mr Doyle. How about if I give you a 20 deck of fags? Goldleaf? You bet your South African ass. I'll allow this. Right, order, order. Let's keep things moving up. I only managed to get through 15 of those cigarettes. So, right, Mr. Davidson, you were saying about those WhatsApp group messages in incriminating Mr. Doyle. Oh, the ones uh, with me, Mario Bamatelli, Fabrice Miranda. Yeah, that was nothing. Mr. Davidson, two minutes ago you said you had a record of messages incriminating Mr. Doyle. And Mr. Doyle has a private conversation with you, and now there is no record. That is correct. And you now appear to be wearing new high-tech trainers. And, and not one, but, but two Casio Gold Effect watches. Yeah, that's correct. Can you at least continue your evidence as a character witness? Yes, I can. Uh, Paul Doyle is the most modest, astute, honest, laid-back. He's a beautiful man, really. Mr. Davidson, did Mr. Doyle bribe you in return for deleting the WhatsApp group message? Pleasure, Right, right. Okay, get up, please, Mr. Davidson. Useless. I now call to the stand Ronald Robert McDonald. 
He, he can't fucking stand blabber. Have you got a chairlift or something? Shut your fucking mouth, Doily. This is the moment I've been waiting for for 20 years. I thought that day came when Halford's offered two for one on WD40. Uh, order, order, please, please, gentlemen, please calm down. Now, Mr. McDonald, do you have some testimony to contribute to this inquiry? Aye, I, I do. I want it on record that Paul Doyle is a useless manager. He's never legitimately won a football match. He broke my legs on purpose, the wee English pack. Objection, Your Honour, I am Irish. Oh, is that right? I know your story, Doyle. Or should I say, smudger? I don't know what you're talking about, Macca. Is the infection spread from your legs to your brain? My legs were broken, thanks to you, you feb. Uh, order, order, please, order. Mr McDonald, do you have any usable testimony that demonstrates Mr Doyle's match-fixing or, or any other criminal activities? Is the leg break not enough? Oh, a yellow card at most, that was. Right then, well, I've got some photographs of a Belarusian referee accepting £5 from Doyle in return for a signed document saying he would favour Doyle's team. He still ended up on the losing side to me, though. King rip off that was. You just can't get the staff these days. You want a job doing, you gotta do it yourself. I mean, uh, objection! Hearsay? You don't even know what that means, Doyle. Here's the photos. Oh, you'll have to try and toss them up to the docket, Macca. Maybe make them into paper airplanes or something. Fuck you, Doyle. You're finally gonna pay for all of your shit. You're not gonna be able to fix your way out of this one. Oh, wheelie, Bobby. Is that right? Uh, order, order, order. Mr. Mr. Doyle, it looks like you are banged to rights, but we do have some last-minute evidence submitted on behalf of the Views of the World newspaper group. Oh, not that gutter rag. They're the ones who ran that piece that got my hotel restaurant shut down. Katzerel Poison, I believe, was the headline. Whatever they say, it's all lies. Nevertheless, Mr. Doyle, the, the evidence will have to be heard. I, I believe they've submitted a recorded phone conversation from your mobile. Look, if it was the, that call to the granny sex line, I dialed the wrong number. Hello? Hello there, sir. It's David here calling on behalf of Dead Money Limited. Do you have a funeral plan in place? People are dropping dead from shock when they hear of our low, low offers. Ugh, not another one of these calls. What on earth was that? Oh, sorry, that must have been the wrong phone call. Try the next one. Hiya boss, it's me. Uh, I've done what you asked me to do. Uh, I've shook down that scout for you. Good work, John, me boy. Now that Burnley scout saw Teddy and I in the club bar with Mr Chuffix, I think, twice before testifying. I've got to say, I was a bit worried he'd tell his master, but uh, what's done is done. His master? You mean Tarquin? But the chairman. What, what, what does the chairman have to do with this? Well, Tarquin's the scout's boss. He's the football player scout's boss. John. Football player scout? I thought you wanted me to rub down that boy scout who was the ball boy at the match. John, I said shakedown, not rub down. What? Why would I want you to blackmail a 12-year-old boy scout? Blackmail? John, what have you done? Oh, dear. Don't, don't tell me you've reverted to your old ways. Well, <laughs> that, that is shocking. It turns out not only was John Adamson involved in match fixing, 
He also engaged in sexual relations with a minor. Who could have thought that John Adamson, of all people, would have been involved with such activities? We just brought Keith back to get his reaction to the outcome of the inquiry. Yes, I am here, Thomas. I am speechless, my son. Don't bother asking me anything. I have absolutely nothing to say. Do you still want John Adamson as the Burnley manager, Keith? Are you chuffing yorking? That dirty, filthy nonce. He should be chemically castrated. Prison's too good for low lives like that. No wonder the manager be making such poor decisions when he's had bloody Rolf Harris in his ear all season. It's a disgrace. I've got my Veronica to protect. I call for Veronica's law. Thanks, Keith. Let's go back to the inquiry where I believe things are wrapping up. Hey, order, order. Now, let's just get this over with. I've got a meeting with Qatar and Saudi Arabia to discuss the location of next year's FA Cup final. Uh, having reviewed all the available evidence, I think the, the outcome is irrefutable. I, c- I can confidently conclude. Ah, oh, for God's sake. Right, let's reconvene as soon as possible, please. What, Gazer? Can I have a quick word? Wow, talk about tension. They really are teasing us with the result of this one, Dave. That they are, TT. I'm pretty confident, though. Yeah. Let's quickly talk about your testimony, David. You seem to have a very odd change of heart at the last minute. Just speaking the truth, TT. Just speaking the truth. Well, I can see you've got a couple of nice trinkets out of it. But haven't you harmed your bet, Dave? You're just jealous you don't have a Casio. If Paul Doyle gets off, then you've lost your bet and your car, which you're still living in, all in the process. Oh, f- Fucking hell. Um, Mr. Blabber, Mr. Blabber, I want to restate the testimony. I think you might be too late, Dave. They're coming back in now. Oh, fucking hell. Right, order, order, please. Settle down. Uh, there was no fire. Uh, there was a false alarm. Now, as I was saying, having reviewed all of the evidence, it, it's very obvious to me that the real mastermind of this operation was, was not Mr. Paul Doyle, but alleged Mr. John Adamson, who we are handing over to the police at this very moment in time. Oh, I can't believe John was able to fool me and everyone at the club like that. Who would have known that he was capable of such despicable acts? Well, however, but Mr Doyle, it is clear that you were involved in at the very least threatening behaviour and, and some light bribery. And for that, we will have to levy a fine of £52. So, right, uh, with that said, that, that concludes today's inquiry. Incredible scenes here. Paul Doyle, off the hook. And it looks to me, David, that Jeff Blabber is the proud owner of two solid gold and diamond encrusted Casios. How much are yours worth, do you think? Uh, what sort of finance options do you offer on the PLP 50? Right, well, what about this? Kabuki, piss off. David there, having to sort out a bed for this evening. Well, that's all from us today in our coverage of this FA inquiry. Join us next time for the conclusion of the Premier League season. Officials told us it was because he was addicted to oven cleaner and crystal meth. We decided to interview him anyway and hear what he had to say. I have to say, so does this mean that he... <laughs> Bertie B is a bee called Cuthbert Albert Beelzebub <laughs> who then dressed up and played the birthday mascot Bertie B. That's exactly what it means. <laughs> okay, just, 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 just so we're clear. <laughs> it's, I love how just crystal meth makes an appearance. It's just really, uh, so, it's really great. Absolutely.